This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Look right down any crowded hall. You'll see there's a beauty standing. Is she really everywhere or a reflection? One always calls out to you. Others shy and quiet. Could there be two different girls who look the same at Sweet Valley, Sweet Valley High? Sweet Valley, Sweet Valley High. Welcome to Pi Beta Alpha, the podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of the Sweet Valley High TV series, episode by episode. I'm Anna Carey. I'm Karen Moynihan. And we are back with season four. Oh my God, we've done three whole seasons. How has that happened? <laughs> I cannot believe it. I cannot believe this is the last season. I, I'm going to be so sad when we're finished. Like, do we just loop back around again and go back to the first season? <laughs> what do we do? <laughs> Keep your suggestions coming into us. Uh, because, we, you know, I know we've got a long way to go. Yeah. But... It's gonna, you know, it's gonna arrive sooner than we think. Yeah. I mean, time flies. And so basically this time next year we're going to have to need to have thought of something. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um, but at least for the moment, we still have this uh this magnificent final series to keep yes. us going for I'm excited. At, uh, <laughs> I gotta say, based on the first episode, it's looking pretty good. It's a strong start, in fairness, yeah. Good start. Uh, yeah. So, um, I mean, we'll dive right in as usual with taglines, or should we say Wikipedia and Amazon mm. blurbs. <laughs> um, I will start the, uh, the, 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 with the Wikipedia blurb mm-hmm. and it's very detailed. How, is, oh. how detailed is the Amazon one? Not at all. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Wikipedia one is uh, classically chaotic. Love it. Okay, I can't wait to hear this. <laughs> Enids, oh, and I did Oops. say Enids, Enid apostrophe S. Yes. Mm-hmm. Enids <laughs> wins a trip to Brazil for her and her friends. I mean, true, apart from the mm-hmm. grammar weirdness. Yeah. <laughs> Todd wants to go all the way with Elizabeth right Ooh. there in paradise, among other adult things. <laughs> What? <laughs> what adult things? Fingering? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe they're talking about him using uh, mouthwashes aftershave. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but Edith starts to feel lonely. It's not really true. As mm. everyone else would rather do something without her, including Manny. Completely inaccurate. Mm. She's like, she and Maddie are voluntarily going their separate ways. Mm, true, yeah. They're just, oh. yeah. Anyway. <laughs> and there's no bad blood between them at all. None. Jessica and Lila spot the handsome Ricardo. I mean, that's true. And are very interested. <laughs> I mean, Jessica is. But they find out she's there to meet Renata instead. <laughs> and that's it. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's like so weirdly detailed and also left out so much stuff at the same time. <laughs> what a weird balance. <laughs> it really is. 
Okay, what do we get from Amazon? <laughs> what you get from Amazon is Enid wins a trip to Brazil and takes the whole group. That's wow. It. Yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's actually more accurate in general. It is. But also, um, I didn't kind of realise this, but each season has its own little tagline as well. So like when you change the page like to season four. So what comes up for season <gasps> four here <clears throat> is... The Sweet Valley crew has new friends and mysterious personalities. <laughs> I sure that's, that's like a Google Translate <laughs> special. <laughs> like, yes, nice to see some of that slightly chaotic weirdness seeping through into the like series kind of uh, vibe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just the mysterious personalities. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Special, uh, by the way, speaking of mysterious things, so mm-hmm. I'm obviously have the Wikipedia page co- um, up and it says, you know, Speed Valley High season four was the final season of the show and the first and only season to be aired on a network. It debuted on UPN. Mm-hmm. But so it says it debuted on September 15th, 1997, the week I turned 22, and it mm-hmm. ended on October 14th, 1997. So I was like, how is this physically possible? Especially as the <laughs> other ones did air, you know, I looked at the previous series, like they start in mm. August and end yes. in February or they yeah, start yeah. in September and air end in March. According to this, it looks like it aired every day or every weekday. Oh, Because it airs on September 15th, 16th, 17th, 18th, 19th. And then it's back oh. on the 22nd, 23rd, 24th. And basically, yeah, it's almost every day. Until uh, October 14th. So weird. What a weird schedule for a teen show. Like that's like a Coronation Street schedule. (laughs) Or like Home and Away or something. You know, it's like a daily soap. Daytime soap. Yeah. Which does imply, which is really unfair. They were just trying to get it out. Blast through it and get it out of the way. Yeah, Yeah, because it wasn't renewed. So, Mm. um, though apparently uh, no official finale was filmed as it was believed that the series would be picked up for a fifth season. So it didn't have a proper ending, which I do, I know we've said this before, but it's kind of poignant. That is a pity, yeah. But then, you know, it also kind of suits that they're just perpetually in high school with no resolution to that. (laughs) (laughs) It's fitting in its own way. Certainly is. (laughs) Well, we begin this episode in what we officially only know are told by the end, but which we know from the blurb is Brazil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I mean, all the words used in a foreign language in this episode are in Spanish. So, <laughs> like, I don't know whether anyone involved knows that they speak Portuguese in Brazil, but... It's unclear, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, we're told we're in Portuguese, we're told we're in Brazil, and mm-hmm. so... That is where we will have to take for granted we are. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's what's so, happening. So there's the, a limo pulls up in front of a truly gorgeous mm. resort. Like whatever about the last place in Puerto Rico, this place is genuinely beautiful. It is lovely. Yeah. yeah. But I also do wonder, is it just like a particularly Spanish style hotel or something in California that's like I, I doubt they actually went anywhere particularly far for it. The same oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, this <laughs> yeah. is this is just some vaguely Latin-looking yeah. building. Yeah, it's got a bell on it. It's fine. We'll yeah. go with this. It is gorgeous. It's got a lot of courtyards. It's lovely. Yeah. Um. So the gang emerge from a limo. Uh, they're all wearing 
K-F-A-Z-T's, um, which they've all customized in different ways, which I like. And yeah, ta- I enjoyed that. <laughs> yes. And Todd Bellows, this rules! Um, apparently they're on an all-expenses-paid trip to Rancho Bonita. Also Spanish. I mean, <laughs> possibly Portuguese as well. I know there's some words that are the same. There's some commonalities, but really I was just uh, interested that it wasn't another version of Paradiso Paradisa Paradise, which oh. is usually the go-to for any kind of resort <laughs> or spa in both book and uh, TV series. <laughs> That's true, actually. Um, I was surprised. What's oh, I don't. I'm not going to look up what is uh, Sweet Valley in Portuguese because remember we had Le Le Valle Douce or something oh, yeah. in the in France in the saga. Oh, that was great. <laughs> I am I am looking up. Oh, do you know what? Fair 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 play. Bonita is also beautiful in Portuguese. Portuguese. Okay. Yes. Fair enough. We'll give them that. <laughs> but uh, yes, it's uh, they all thank Enid. Uh, because she's responsible for this this adventure. Yes, and again, love the consistency. I think we're just so starved of consistency in the book sometimes <laughs> that like the smallest nod to it in the TV show, we are all over it because <laughs> our bar is so low. But um, yes, true to Enid's usual uh, habits, she's been ringing in the KFAS radio station constantly to win this competition. Um, so she yes, she's won this trip for everybody due to her... Her phone habits. So apparently she only took 750 calls for her to win this trip. <laughs> so Jessica congratulates her that uh, being annoying finally paid off. Hmm. Very ungrateful, Jessica. We've got to say. <laughs> yeah. Well, Cheryl can't believe that she won a holiday for eight people. And Enid basically admits that they, uh, that they let her, they sort of gave in to her badgering and uh, gave her eight places on the trip to stop her calling them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she just wore them down And it's like, good for you, Enid <laughs> yeah. Then Winston emerges from the limo um, And uh, with a very sort of like Max Headroom style uh, <laughs> Vertical haircut I, I do miss his flowing locks <laughs> And uh, he cries Again with the Spanish This definitely isn't Portuguese He says, last one to the lobby is a rotten huevo <laughs> And uh, Lila's like, you can't do that And uh, five-star report and Winston apologises but he doesn't mean it. No, because they were all going woohoo and uh, Lila says let's please not woohoo in this like fancy place. So he goes I'm so sorry and then just yells yeehaw instead, <laughs> which I did enjoy. <laughs> hey. So we cut to the courtyard of uh, of the Rancho Bonita and um, the uh, uh, Todd kisses Liz because he can't believe that they have three whole days without being told to what to, or without be, anyone telling them what to do. Hmm. And then um, the, this sort of gym teacher type appears <laughs> and blows a whistle and cries, no PDA. Yeah. So she introduces herself. Apparently she's Miss Kravitz and she's their chaperone. So there's no fun, funny business on her watch. But like, did so did the radio station send this random woman with these two? How is it not? Clearly they didn't want to go to the trouble of casting anyone's parent at this stage. Mm. But like, that would be crazy. lady who has, I guess, been supplied by radio station. <laughs> KFAS representative, Miss Kravitz and her whistle. Um, yeah, so she's just shouting, laying down the law, telling everyone the rules of this trip, basically. And yeah, she's in charge and there's no one getting up to any hanky-panky on her watch. 
certainly is not. Um, <laughs> and uh, by the way, I thought that she said her name was Miss Credits. And it wasn't until <laughs> I saw the the, the, the credits at ah. the end that I realised she was Miss Kravitz. But I just, you know, I just took it in my stride. It was like last <laughs> week it was Miss Skittles, Miss I Credits. Mean, <laughs> what other random noun are they going to throw in? It's very look around the office. What are we going to name this lady? <laughs> oh, there, there's the list of the episode credits. Okay, credits it is. <laughs> Can't wait for Miss Paper. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Photocopier is going to be the new French teacher. <laughs> so uh, Miss Credits, I mean Miss Kravitz says, <laughs> everyone look happy, that's an order And she takes a photo for the station And the photo mm-hmm. is genuinely funny because Jessica is like totally striking a pose in the front While everybody else is like, ah, <laughs> like sort of- Todd literally looks like an annoyed toddler in it He's doing that yeah. like, oh, like head thrown back kind of thing <laughs> Like he is so fed up already of her shit And Jessica's yeah, just beaming front and centre, like posing like crazy, it's great <laughs> Well, we cut to the credits and uh, sadly, of course, there is no shred. We do get newcomers, hunky manly Pope and Mm -hmm. Andrea Savage. It does feel a bit like sort of Stalinist, you know, revisionist revisionist airbrushing, like Trotsky being like removed from a photo of... (laughs) Shred, shred, there was never a shred in this school. So uh, farewell, Shred. Forever uh, in our maybe, hearts. Maybe there'll be some oblique reference to him when they're actually back in school in the next episode. Hopefully, well, they did mention Bruce after That's he the left. Thing. So. Yeah, well, like when he was like part of the gang in that whole series. I know, really, I, I'm holding, I'm holding out hope that there'll be a mention of him. Yes, and if we can't get a cameo, we'll take a mention. Hmm. Well. The hotel resort, again, it does look gorgeous. The check-in desk is outdoors in this lovely courtyard and everyone's really excited. And Manny suggests that uh, Winston join him for a game of golf. And Winston's like, golf, that's such a snooze. He's got something more exciting in mind. Why, yes, he's going to go hit the shuffleboard court, I guess. I don't know why he plays shuffleboard on, but he's excited. (laughs) I really don't know exactly what shuffleboard is. Looks quite fun from what it I've does. seen of it. It but... seems like it's it's always a punchline in like TV series. I feel like yes. as like an old person thing to yes. do, or like something you do on a cruise. Yes. Every time I see it, I'm like, that looks like a nice time. <laughs> you have been on a cruise. Was there shuffleboard? I, I did not come across shuffleboard. I don't know oh. if I just not look for it hard enough or what. But you know, it looks like the kind of thing that you don't have to be athletic to do it. You just kind of shove stuff around a bit. And it's like I could totally do that. <laughs> That's exactly my sort of you yeah. know. On physical sports. Like, can I do it with a drink in my hand? Yes, I mean. <laughs> That's why I love patank. Yeah, you know, we're pools. Like any of the, yes. you know, me and my housemates used to, when I was in my twenties, used to like play it out the back garden with like white wine spritzers in one hand and just chuck <laughs> those old balls out the garden in the other. So classy, I love it. <laughs> it's the dream. Yeah. That's all anyone wants. I don't know what our neighbours thought, but uh, we had fun. <laughs> Good. So an enthusiastic Enid asks Cheryl what they're going to do first. And Cheryl's just like, sleep. Um, <laughs> so they're they're going along to their rooms now in the corridor. And Cheryl is dead on her feet. She's just flown in from London. She's totally jet lagged. And Enid is like, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, you know, you need your rest. So uh, I'll pick you up in 20 minutes. Because... There is one activity in this hotel that the Sweet Valiants cannot live without. Oh my God, I would say this class is oversubscribed because it is, of course, Cardio Funk Aerobics. Cardio Funk is back! Oh my God, it never went away. 
I cannot believe that cardio funk is one of the few consistencies in this universe. Honestly, between Mandy Farmer and cardio funk, I don't even know what's going on anymore. <laughs> I think we should learn at that we should learn to this stage just not to question the insane powers that be too much. <laughs> We'll never uh, learn. We're yeah. like Jessica Wakefield. We never learn our lesson. <laughs> Worryingly true. <laughs> so Lila and Jessica head to their quarters. Uh, the whole place is sort of based around, you know, an inner courtyard with mm. like balconies running around. So uh, they strut up to the presidential suite. George Fowler arranged all, apparently. And uh, apparently the actual president wasn't too happy. <laughs> Um, but when they enter in their excellently customized KFAS tees, like Jessica sort of tied hers up to make it like a crop top, mm-hmm. and they've like cut the sleeves off and stuff, um, they're ready to relax, but not for long. No, because when Lila kind of sits down all delighted and kind of yells to the room, we have arrived, uh, then this random girl walks in and she's like, yes, well, it's about time. And like the subtitles say, like, in a Brazilian accent. And I'm not sure how accurate it is exactly. But um, yes, this uh, random rich girl turns up and starts bossing them around. She says that her bags need unpacking. She needs more ice. Her pillow mint was stale. Uh, And Lila just gives her this look and she's like, well, we've been assigned this room. Uh, And this rich girl gives her a look and she's like, yes, and your service so far has been terrible. Now get to work. (laughs) So uh, if you are wondering, um, have they actually cast a Latina actor to play this part? They have not. And and that is not only not her real accent, but she does not come from a Latin or or American background. But... uh, are we are we surprised? No. I know. Yeah, I wasn't sure. But then I also kind of was like, well, because doesn't she play like Andrea Savage is, has gone on to have a really big career. Oh, yeah. And, like like she, she said was, loads of stuff. But she was in Veep as Laura yeah. Montez. Remember? Well, according to Wikipedia, her oh, background okay. is three quarters Jewish and one quarter Greek. So OK, I stand correct. <laughs> and it says bone in that woman's body. <laughs> yes. And it does actually say Ashkenazi Jewish. So it's not like Sephardic Spanish speaking background. Gotcha. Okay, well, so, uh, that would be a bit of a stretch now. In fairness. <laughs> but I guess she's just cornered that market. Weird Good for her. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually really cool to see somebody in the show who was like, got on to, you know, continued in comedy at that uh, at that level. Yeah. Because, you know, more of the cast deserve that sort of That's stardom. That's the thing. Like, because so many of the cast have such brilliant comic timing and are so funny. It yeah. is a pity that we didn't get to see them in more things, definitely. It really is. But, you know, she actually does give a very good comic performance. Mm. Uh, the questionable nature of the character aside, <laughs> you know, she's <laughs> she's selling it. Yes, she's giving, she's doing her best. <laughs> she also, and this is not a compliment, like an insult because she is gorgeous. She does not look like she could be a high school student. Oh my God. It's it, the, the way they've dressed her or something or the makeup. Yeah, because like she's obviously very beautiful, but like, yeah, yeah she just looks much older than the rest of the gang. <laughs> well, this is the thing. She was born, according to Wikipedia, because it's on the page. Okay. <laughs> but, um, she was born in 1973, which means she was 24. But like, you know, she looks like she's in her 20s. Yeah. Not, no, yeah. Again, not in a bad way. No, no, no. I suppose by this stage, were the rest of the gang surely in their 20s? Were they 20 and 21 maybe at this stage? Yeah, no, they would have. I mean, they're all in their 20s. But I think, yeah. um, you know, some people look more 
in their 20s yeah. than others. True. And like, true, you would true. not look at her and think high schooler. You would think no. somebody working their first job. Yes. <laughs> which uh, which she possibly was, because it does say she graduated from Cornell University. There you go. The degree in government. And a minor in law studies. Good for her. Okay, um, we're just learning all about <laughs> Welcome to the Andrea Savage Hour. <laughs> well, she, uh, she, like, like we said, she is acting like a bossy grown up when she's giving all this, uh, these demands. And um, yeah, when Lila snarks, they were assigned this room, and she's like, "Get to work because your mm-hmm. service is unacceptable." So we never find out how this is resolved. No, I know because I was like, "Is this going to be the kind of theme, or you know, their little B plot that they try to figure out what they're doing with their rooms, or they keep getting bossed around by this lady who keeps mistaking them for maids?" But yeah, that this particular bit doesn't really go anywhere. <laughs> no. Well, we cut to the boys' room where Todd talks about his B ball cab. <laughs> B ball. Uh, <laughs> in fairness, he doesn't actually call it people. He just oh, no, he doesn't. I divide like, my notes every time. Yeah, same. <laughs> so uh, yeah, apparently the rest of the summer he spent hanging. This people camp was, uh, I guess, all ages because he's been hanging with college guys, and apparently that really makes you think. Yeah, he's got a whole new outlook on everything. Um, and when he says that, you know, hanging out with college guys really makes you think. He's um, he's using like an electric shaver on his face, and Manny, <laughs> Manny looks at him. He's like, "Oh, do they make you think that you have hair on your face?" Um, and they all have a big laugh at this. Oh, 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 but oh. Um, but Todd insists that you know he's not bothered by this, and he's going to make the most of this trip. Uh, mm. And Winston says he is too. <laughs> and he says, "Come on, guys, let's go short sheet the girls' beds. Are you in?" <laughs> So Todd sort of shakes his head like, uh, in, you know, more in sorrow than in anger at their immature ways and says mm-hmm. that they have a lot to learn about what ladies want. And uh, Maddie is like, oh, like a man who uses mouthwash as aftershave because all this time Todd has been sort of patting on some sort of... Uh, Fluid on his on his cheeks, mm-hmm. yeah. and Todd again does a great comic moment where he sort of smells the you know yeah. like oh shit, <laughs> this <Yeah>. minty. <laughs> yeah, and Winston's like oh that's what I've been doing wrong all this time. <laughs> so Todd patronizingly tells him to run away and play because he's thinking big, and Winston's like yeah we should think big too. And then Maddie produces a super soaker right of his yeah. bag. <laughs> most enormous fucking water gun I've ever seen. Um, and the two of them in unison go super soakers and then fucking Miss Kravitz who I guess has just been lurking outside I guess into the room with her whistle and she's like no super soakers. <laughs> well we cut to the bar uh, where Todd and Liz perch and Todd asks if Liz notices anything different about him because I, I guess this is possibly the first time he's ever shaved and he's like don't I look older and uh, Liz uh, who is looking absolutely gorgeous Mm -hmm. Um, the makeup is absolutely on point very mid 90s nude Um, exactly what I was thinking of when we were talking about Jessica's dramatic makeup (laughs) (laughs) Jessica and her fucking drag queen beat on her face (laughs) like no 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 this is what kids in the 90s look like They were this, or it was sort of like dark brown lipstick, you know, yeah. pinky brown lipstick, mm-hmm. which Ina does. shimmer in there. Yeah. Oh, which Ina <laughs> does for it later on. Yes. So uh, Liz uh, doesn't think he looks older, but she does think he smells minty fresh. Yeah. <laughs> it was very cute. I did like that bit. <laughs> so he says, well, uh, she says, that, well, you didn't bring your basketball on this holiday and that's a first. And as they kiss, Todd is like, there could be a lot of firsts on this trip. 
Um, Todd is not subtle about no. what he's got in mind. Not at all. But like, it's also kind of sad in a way, because at first he's like, oh, you know, there's a full moon tonight. We should go for a stroll. Um, You know, and he's asking her if she wants or, you know, that, that how it could be so romantic to go and do that. And she's like, oh, OK, that sounds lovely. She's like, God, this has really brought out the uh, the romantic in you. But like, he's only kind of saying all this stuff because, as it turns out, he's he's got a plan. <laughs> he certainly does. But Liz says, let's have our first drink. Mm-hmm. And Todd's like, yeah, yeah. And goes to the barman. Let's have a couple of brewskis. And... Um, <laughs> This is like Todd. And he says, We're practically adults. But then the barman hands them two Pepsis with little umbrellas in them and says, There you go, kids. <laughs> yeah, the barman wasn't having any of it. Todd's expression again, genuinely funny. Yeah, and that'll be funny. He's good at it. So good at it. After Ron Vermin, I see him in a whole new light. <laughs> this is the thing. That was totally a changing, uh, a tipping point, I think, for Todd's comedy abilities. Or we're just able to spot it a bit more, I think, now that we know he's got it in him. Exactly. <laughs> well, we cut to Jessica and Lila, both also looking sensational. They lounge by the pool and Lila hangs up a phone and uh, says, uh, you know, oh, you know, I love this place. Where else can you get a poolside pedicure? Jessica's is like, where else can you get a view like this? And of course, the view is a hunk. Yeah, she's checking out a lifeguard that we don't get to see. So I guess, you know, they could only cast one hunk per episode. <laughs> the hunk budget and then exceeded. There you go. So we're just uh, alluding to a hot lifeguard. Yes. And then they lower their shades in unison and look over them. And that's a classic move that you do not see much on screen anymore, I feel. Like That's two so people true. lowering their sunglasses in in sync. Yeah. And it's it's always such a great little visual cue or something. I don't know. I just really yeah. enjoy it as a as a little motif. It's great. So as they check out the hunk, oh, singular, uh, the camera <laughs> pads across uh, poolside to Cheryl, who is trying to rest in absolutely adorable retro beachwear, uh, but not for long. No, because uh, Enid turns up and she wants to play badminton. Um, so when Cheryl's like, oh God, can't you just play with Manny instead? But apparently Manny is busy playing shuffleboard with Winston. Uh, hmm. So when Cheryl suggests Liz, uh, she's off with Todd, of course. Um, like Cheryl is just so tired. She just wants to sleep. But I'm also like, but you can't sleep all the way through this trip, Cheryl. Come on. I mean, <laughs> why bother coming? Exactly. Why didn't you but, sleep on um, the plane? Well, this is the thing. Like, like they're away to Brazil. <laughs> yeah. That's but, a long um, flight. Is it from California? I don't know. It's pretty far south. I guess. Yeah, that's true. Well, Cheryl um, is still sort of, you know, lolling back in the lounger and Enid plumps herself down. And we see, while Enid talks now, we see Cheryl's face behind her because Enid, in her KFAS oversized T-shirt covered in turtles, is like, oh, that's okay. Just because I brought all my friends on this vacation doesn't mean they should hang out with me or anything. And Cheryl's face behind her is a delight because it's this mixture of sort of affection, frustration, and like, oh, fuck it. Um, <laughs> it is great. Like, she's she's so funny at the little kind of, just little expressions. It's just, it, it is a joy to watch her. <laughs> and they really perfected the dynamic between mm. Cheryl and Enid and it's just really fun. They, were, they, yeah. they go together so well. Um, and she's, basically concedes and says, okay, I'll go, but just one game. And he's just like, oh, sure. You know, we only have time for one game of badminton because after that, there's like a tour and a pottery class and a hike. And Cheryl's <laughs> like, I told you I was tired, but Edith's kept that in mind too. Yeah, well, this is why she only booked them in for the eight mile hike. <laughs> yeah. so, so like, really, she's done her a favour here. 
<laughs> well, we cut to the restaurant. I guess it's that night. Mm. And uh, Manny and Enid are sort of cooing over each other. Enid is wearing the most gorgeous floral dress. Mm. With this, yeah, amazing... everyone looks. Everyone looks really good this episode. I feel like really good. Yeah, we were actually just saying before we started recording. I I thought because I was watching it on YouTube this time that everything just visually looked better. It's like the lighting was better. Things just mm. looked a bit more glossy. I don't know whether the UPN budget because it aired on UPN was was a bit better, but everybody looks fantastic and mm. uh, like the clothes are great as well and the makeup's great and so. Enid and Manny both looked delightful as um, as he says he missed her. And she says she and Cheryl were just so busy all day. And then she sort of elbows Cheryl, who was fast asleep, and is like, weren't we? <laughs> Poor Cheryl, she is so exhausted. Um, but yeah, so her and Manny, they're kind of canoodling. And Manny's like, oh, you know, I really miss you. And I, I missed her three o'clock kiss. And Enid's like, yeah, and I missed her four o'clock kiss. And Winston just kind of looks at the pair of them. He's like, I missed the days when you guys were normal. <laughs> Winston and Cheryl both look so sickened by all this nonsense. <laughs> I really want Winston and Cheryl to get together. I just feel like that's such oh. a natural pairing because they bounce off each other so well. I'm like, please get together. And they both sort of wrote, like, I would love something where they're eye rolling at Manny and Enid's, you know, <laughs> sugariness actually yeah. pushes them together. It'd be so Same. satisfying. That's what I want from season four. <laughs> yes, give it to us. I, I demand of a show that aired like 27 years ago. <laughs> that we can do absolutely nothing about. <laughs> well, Manny says that uh, wi- women were all over Winston at the shuffleboard course today. And uh, Winston agrees that there's something about a rugged, windswept, shuffleboard kind of guy that women can't resist. Yes, only it turns out when Manny uh, cuts in again, he says, yeah, women in their 70s. Oh, oh, oh. and Winston hilariously delivers the line, she was only 68. (laughs) (laughs) So Lila and Jessica arrive in the dining room looking absolutely sensational as Mm. well. And um, Lila uh, says they're not sitting over with those losers. There's a (laughs) VIP section or are they? Oh my god! Well, they they kind of they go, they head for this little velvet roped off area, uh, and the most like incredibly rude major <laughs> stops them, and he's just like, uh, "Where do you think you're going? Competition winners sit over there." And Lila quite hilariously gives him the classic, "Do you know who I am?" <laughs> and this guy, like, <laughs> like I know she's being a brat, but still, she's still a fucking customer or whatever. <laughs> this guy looks at her and he says. Uh, a pathetic person who relies on radio shows to finance trips you couldn't otherwise afford. Like, he's so wildly rude out of nowhere. It is so uncalled for. Like, that radio company is, you know, part of what's paying your wages, Nuji Maitre D. Like, <laughs> you, you know, somebody paid for this somewhere. Like exactly. this is this is actually beneficial for your business. Like it's even your fucking business. Like you're working in the restaurant. Oh my god! Like he's just he's just so. It is quite funny just how over the top rude he is yes. for no good reason. Like. Absolutely none. I can't believe that Lila didn't say my dad just paid for the presidential suite. Mm. You are so like even though Lila was being bratty, she can still back it up with the money, like yeah. and name dropping. But anyway, she doesn't get a chance to hear or just doesn't bother. Uh, it's, well, yeah, it feels like it's more like she doesn't bother because yeah. uh, Jessica's like, oh, who cares about those, you know, snooty toffs? 
And then her eye is caught by a hunk. Yeah, she kind of, she kind of trails off mid-sentence and she's like, who is that? And my notes say, a man who is 38. <laughs> Literally. So it's this episode's hunk and we are staying true to the format of men who are much too old for her and look it. <laughs> I mean, even if the, the twins were playing or all the you know the characters were playing their age, like, you know, 21, 22, mm-hmm. um, this guy would be like, give an age gap. But, yep. <laughs> but then... The girl from the room, or should I say the grown woman from the room, is greeted by the maitre d' as Renata. Uh-huh. And uh, she's warmly greeted by the hunk whose name is Ricardo. Yeah, she tells him how handsome he looks and they clearly know each other. So this uh, just stokes Jessica's jealousy over this rich bitch. Yes, and they're surrounded by their fellow VIPs. As mm-hmm. I don't say, this entire gag looks about 100 years old. <laughs> Honestly, they're so old in comparison to like this group of high schoolers. (laughs) Well, Lila and Jessica grudgingly join the rest of of the Sweet Valley gang. And it turns out that that Enid is all excited about Ricardo, who she spotted. um, Because apparently his name is Ricardo Vargas and he's her fave Latin singer. And apparently he was in Menudo or was it New Kids on the Block, she says. And this is unintentionally the most delightful reference. It's so funny because she's saying all this to Manny. Uh, yeah. And just that line when she's like, oh, was it New Kids on the Block? And Manny's little face, he's like, oh, I don't know. Because of course now in present day, the actor yeah. who played Manny, uh, Flip, what's his name? Harley Rodriguez, Harley Rodriguez. Is, is married to one of the New Kids on the Block. What's his name? Joey? Jonathan. Jonathan, Jonathan Knight. Jonathan so Knight. I doubt she thought back in 1997. <laughs> And he was going to end up married to a new kid. Which actually, Jonathan Knight was one of the new kids that I that I used to serve on my famous J1 where they used to come into the <gasps> cafe where I worked. The only, the only one who didn't was Donnie. Oh my God, I don't think I knew this. With all the talk of your J1, you never mentioned new kids. On my only <laughs> reference for being a young person in America on a daily basis. Yes, I worked in a cafe on Newbury Street in Boston and the new kids... Boston, to, you say? Boston indeed, yes. <laughs> Not California, um, but they uh, they used to come in every like almost every day. Oh and it was gosh. not really fancy. I mean, it was like the sort of it's like the equivalent of like I don't know the a posher Grafton Street. Okay, like yeah. one end of the street was kind of cool and had record shops, and the other hand end was sort of middle aged, uh, like upper middle class women doing their shopping and getting okay. a sandwich. <laughs> but the new kids were there, That's and hilarious. they. Uh, <laughs> all had pagers I remember oh, and I used to think glamour. why do the new kids on the block in the year of our lord 1997 need to be constantly paged at all times so perhaps when this episode was being filmed I was serving a new kid uh, oh my God. Danish it all connects up <laughs> that is my new kids claim to fame I love it <laughs> so uh, yes, we get that delightful moment, and uh, which they could not have realised would be delightful at the time. <laughs> and um, yeah, Edith is smitten with Ricardo and says he's totally rico suave. Yeah, her and Cheryl are going to his show the following night. <laughs> Cheryl kind of wakes up for this and she's like, "Oh joy!" and kind of goes back <laughs> to her, her sleepy ways. Um, but Manny is starting to feel a bit jealous because then he pipes up that he could have been in Menudo if it wasn't for the height requirement. <laughs> oh. 
So Todd suggests to Liz that they go for dance, they dance, go dancing after dinner and then take a Mm -hmm. moonlight stroll. And Liz is like, oh, this place has brought out the romantic in you. And he's like, I feel our relationship has reached a whole new level. And then he declares his intentions. (gasps) Yeah, he's thinking that maybe tonight they could spend the night together. Um, And again, this is like, this is all stuff that Liz would really like for him to suggest anyway but it's like he's only suggesting it now because he wants to ride her which is a bit sad I yeah, feel pretty like. much because <laughs> this is what she wants from this relationship and he's only kind of coming up with it himself now because of his motives um, but I yeah when he, when he's that cynical about it in fairness like I don't I think I just I feel like Liz is so delighted by these suggestions I just felt kind of bad for her to be honest mm, fair <laughs> yeah. but um, but when he does say that this is what he's kind of hoping for um, she just looks at him and she's like you're kidding right but uh, he's <laughs> Totally serious. He's never been more serious, apparently. Mm. I think Margot was right. Remember she was saying about Liz and Todd, like Todd never getting No clothes have come off. Liz looks very confused. It, I mean, at this stage, they have been going out for three years. And I guess, I'm, you know, I know time is a flat circle in Sweet Valley because they're somehow <laughs> still in school. But you'd be surprised. Like, it, it sort of implied that it has never crossed her mind before. But. Yeah. And like, yeah, like three years is a long time when you're a teenager as well. Yes. Like, And they have been, it, it has just been the, like, yeah, I suppose with, with a few blips here and there, it has mostly just been like, yeah, the two of them together. Yeah. But she's very unsure and troubled even by this uh, suggestion. Yes. I mean, not that I have any idea what it would be like to have long term relationships Don't as a teenager. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> uh, I'm imagining might come up before now. Hmm. Would be the only thing that came Hey. <laughs> Well, later they wander down a corridor. I guess they've had their big night out. And mm-hmm. um, Liz says she had a great time time tonight. And Todd's like, the night doesn't have to be over. And Liz is all, this is so sudden. It's like, is it? Yeah, is it though, really? <laughs> <laughs> but the, she does admit that she has thought about it. Because mm. like Todd does point out, like, surely this has crossed her mind at some point. And she's like, yeah, okay, I have thought about it. Um, and they're about to kind of kiss again. But then Miss Kravitz turns up again <laughs> in like some weird fucking 80s prom dress um, and basically yanks say, them apart. <laughs> I don't say in what look looks like my elder sister's Deb's dress. <laughs> <laughs> from the late 80s I don't know what she's been up to this evening <laughs> or like if she's the chaperone should she not technically have been there at dinner like I don't know what her deal is she just seems to pop out at random intervals um, but yeah she yanks them apart and she's like no men uh, and yeah. sends Todd back to his room <laughs> well we cut to the next morning and eat it and what my notes describe as a deranged teddy bear pinafore <laughs> Walks down the corridor telling everybody to rise and shine because they've got a big day ahead. And then she's pelted with pillows. <laughs> and then... <laughs> we get a montage! <laughs> a fucking montage! It's been ages! Genuinely can't remember the last time we had one. It's been this so long. But it doesn't go to show how much fun we were having with the episodes towards the end of season three that we didn't even mind that there wasn't a montage. <laughs> like that soap opera episode, Search for Liz, I think just made up for any any kind of like need for stuff like that. 
<laughs> for quite some time for us. But you know what? I'm very glad to see it now. Oh, I was all caps delighted to see yeah. it. Yes. <laughs> so they make use of a lot of aerial shots in this mm-hmm. montage. It starts um, with with the gang sort of. It's like all oh, the the film is sped is sped up. Yes, as they like in line, sort of tootle along a staircase that lines the courtyard. Mm-hmm. And the music is like, shake it up. Nobody's got to stop us. Nobody's got to save the day. What does that mean? Who I knows? have no idea what the relevance of this song was, but there you go. This is what we've got. <laughs> and then we see Winston in action oh in the montage. <laughs> he's like, whatever the big stick thing that you use for shuffleboard is, he's like spinning it around. He's got moves uh, and he's being applauded by an appreciative audience of older women. Yes. <laughs> And then one of them gleefully pinches his bum. And I know sexual harassment is not funny, but the way he turns around sort of wielding his shuffleboard stick is funny. I'm sorry. It is. It's it's done. The comedic effect of it is very good. So we cut to Liz and Todd kissing, but then Miss Kravitz or Miss Credits, as all my notes (laughs) run all the way through, gets her measuring tape out and measures the gap between them to make sure they're suitably far apart. (laughs) It's great. We then see there's a huge poster of Ricardo Varga uh, for, I guess, his his gig that night. Yes. Uh, And Manny sneaks up to it with a marker and starts like defacing it and drawing down big angry eyebrows (laughs) and it'll go D. And then delightfully, he shakes his fist at the picture. <laughs> and runs away. <laughs> oh, I love that. It's so good. <laughs> um, and then we cut to the montage cuts to the pool, and uh, Jessica and Lila are on their loungers. And Jessica watches uh, Ricardo uh, rub sunscreen into Renata's back. So she squirts some, she just, whilst not taking her eyes off them, she squirts mm-hmm. some sunscreen onto her own arm. And then to her horror, and this is so stupid, but actually her face was really funny. <laughs> she realizes she has not smeared sun- squirted sunscreen onto her arm. Oh God, I feel a bit sick. Yeah, she squirted ketchup all over her arm. And as a person who hates ketchup, I was just queasy watching this. No, I do. I like a bit. I don't, you know, I like a bit of ketchup. I do not think a hot dog or a burger is is, uh, edible without some. But uh, it is quite sticky and disgusting in this context. But her face is so funny. She's so disgusted. I mean, I have wondered why she had such an array of squeezy condiments and a sunscreen next to her. Yeah, seems short-sighted. (laughs) <laughs> but the, the montage sadly ends and uh, uh-huh. Lila gets off the phone and reveals that they're in the VIP area tonight. Um, but Jessica doesn't see the point when Renata is already all over Ricardo. Yeah. And Lila's like, well, don't tell me Jessica Wakefield is giving up without a fight. Um, but Jessica shushes her because she thinks she can overhear the conversation that's going on at the minute between uh, Renata and Ricardo. Yes. Uh, Lila, by the way, is slurping away on oysters. Not sure I'd want to eat an oyster buffet at a very hot poolside location, but but, uh, just bear that in mind. Um, So, yes, Jessica hears Renata uh, saying that uh, she will be she will be gone for a while. I'm not going to try and uh, impersonate her. Rather offensive accent when you know it is not the actress's mm, own by any stretch of the imagination. It's it's best that we don't. (laughs) Like she is not impersonating her own abuela or anything. This is just pulling this out of the air. (laughs) 
God, no. But she's going to be away for a while. So yes. she uh, she wants to make sure that Ricardo has gotten her a gift. Uh, and he says that he does have something for her and it's going to be amazing. So she says, well, you know, just make sure it's not the thought that counts. It's the weight of the gold. So Jessica is delighted to hear that Renata's buggery off somewhere and uh, says soon uh, Ricardo will be eating out of, and then Lila cries, my tooth. Um, And Jessica is rightly disgusted by this. But it turns out that Lila bit into a pearl. Yeah, well, she was slurping away on her oyster. Uh, And instead of feeling any bit sorry for her, Jessica's like, oh, I didn't get a prize in my one. (laughs) But also I do have to point out, I don't know if you noticed this in this scene, uh, where Renata's poolside outfit, it's very lovely. She's got this lovely kind of green and kind of tropical print two-piece. Oh, yes, yes. Did you notice the big pink floppy hat that she's wearing? I did not. Okay. She's wearing a huge big pink floppy hat. And before we recorded, I went back and did a quick little fact check. <laughs> so in season Ooh. two, remember Brazilian girl Isabella? <gasps> that yes! Bruce was after. And yes! she was lounging in the sun at the tennis club. Yes. In a big pink floppy hat. <gasps> It's the Did same they... fucking hat. <laughs> Are you saying the country with multiple millions of people? There yes. is only one hat. There is one. There's the shared Brazilian girl hat. <laughs> and it is a huge pink sun hat. I literally went back and like scanned through that episode before we started recording because I just had to know because it just looked so like it. I was like, it, like, surely it's just a similar hat. It is the exact same <laughs> So literally what wardrobe was like Brazilian character you say We've got yes. just the hat for her Their national costume The floppy uh-huh. big hat Yep I'm going to put up a side by side picture on Instagram oh. Because it's It is exact It is the same hat Like it is the same hat on these two <laughs> Oh well spotted Bravo You are not our, our uh, outfit expert for nothing <laughs> There you go, me and my terrible knowledge of fashion. And yet I will sniff out this fucking pink hat two seasons apart. <laughs> well, we got to another great, a genuinely gorgeous outfit. Liz mm. is wearing a very cute black and white floral print shift dress. And again, like the costumes just really feel like real 90s mm. clothes at the moment. Um, She awkwardly asks Enid if she can, you know, ask her a personal question. And uh, Edith thinks she knows what the question is going to be. Yeah, Edith's very um, chill about it. She's like, yeah, of course you can borrow my toothbrush. I used yours last night. Oh, God. Edith, what? Edith. you both no. have your toothbrushes, there's even less excuse for that. <laughs> no. um, so uh, Edith, or sorry, Liz says, no, no, it's not talking about toothbrush borrowing, <laughs> and says... Uh, have you and Manny ever talked about spending the night together? Needed's all like talked about it. We've done it, and I really did hope that it was going to be like, yeah, like we've been doing it for like six months now. <laughs> we've been banging away in the background, and none of you fuckers have noticed. <laughs> for them, but no, this is the team show in the nineties, after all. <laughs> True, yeah. Um, so no, uh, when Liz is on, like, is like. Hang on, what the fuck? And Edith's like, yeah, we've done it a couple of times. It's not a big deal. And uh, I already told you about it. And of course, it just turns out it was a family camping holiday. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, like she means literally spending, like sleeping in a tent with her boyfriend on a family camping holiday, where apparently they had to shine the headlights into the tent because Manny's afraid of the dark. Oh, <laughs> I actually do like this acknowledgement that it is possible for two young people in a relationship to uh, share a bed together or sleeping space and not be... Mm. Full on banging. 
which is realistic, actually. It is. In fairness, it is. <laughs> uh, we have talked before about the sort of zero to a hundred. <laughs> there is no in between. <laughs> <laughs> so Liz is like, and I can't believe she actually said this because I thought we were going to get euphemisms Ooh. all the way through. Um, I guess sleeping together is a euphemism in some sense, but it's pretty, you know, it's yeah. not really a euphemism. Um, it's clear at least what yeah, means. Yeah, we all know what we mean when we say sleeping with somebody mm-hmm. uh, in this context. She says, we mean sleeping together. I needed to stunt. She is. She's like, oh, that's such a big step. Are you ready? Um, And Liz kind of quickly says, well, Todd is. But then Enid quite rightfully points out, okay, but are you? And mm. um, yeah, kind of like Liz is just doing her kind of thoughtful face. Yes. So, um, yeah, yeah, she's she's just not, she's not sure, clearly. Mm. So we cut to Todd's bathroom and his array of uh, of grooming products. I did feel quite nostalgic seeing some of those old 90s logos. You don't, you know, something <laughs> yeah. you don't realise will take you back until you see like a VO5 bottle from 1997. Oh, <laughs> so um, he's like, oh, you know, we're, I'm ready. And then he's like, I think I'm ready. He's doing a monologue, by the way. Nobody's there. Yeah, he's kind of pep talking himself in the mirror. Yes. And he says, look, you know, me, me and Liz, we love each other. And besides, I'm a man now. Mm-hmm. What is he? Well, this is the thing. He then looks closer in the mirror and he's like, is that a zit? Yeah, oh, well, in fairness, I hate to break it to you, Todd. But yeah. Those things keep coming. That shit keeps happening. Yes. <laughs> and then we cut to Li- uh, to Lila saying, is that a zit? Um, or sorry, Jessica mm. saying the same thing because uh, she's so stressed about Renata. She's like, her skin's gone to pot and she even has a headache. Yeah. <laughs> Renata is stressing me out. Scheming to get rid of her is giving me a headache. <laughs> Hmm. So she picks up a bottle and she's like, maybe this aspirin will help. And she pops some of them. Yes. But then Lila reveals that was no aspirin. That was the dental pain medication the hotel doctor gave her for, her, I guess, cracked tooth. Um, and Jessica's like, good, because I'm in a lot of pain. And ask, does it work? And then Lila, this is some great uh, acting from Shirley, just, you know, straight faced and then kind of cracks up really goofily, goofily. And is like, sure, I feel fine. Oh, God. Yeah, it's the reveal that Lila is high as a kite is so funny. And it's done yes. so well by Shirley Elliott and Vernon Stewart. <laughs> yes, she's, I mean, she's been an absolute delight she since has. she arrived. And getting better all the time, I think. Yeah, like she comes up to Jessica and she like squishes her face in her hands and she's like, I love you, Jessica. Yeah. <laughs> Jessica's all like, eh, whatever. Um, Ricardo awaits. Mm-hmm. So she heads off and Lila says she'll catch her up. Mm-hmm. So we cut briefly to Renata, resplendent in satins from head to toe, like satin top, satin skirt, mm-hmm. satin platform sandals. Um, and she finds a letter has been pushed under her door. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, this note says that there's a surprise for her at the front desk. So she's like, oh, Ricardo, it's about time. So we cut to the VIP area where Jessica is uh, snuggled up to Ricardo and uh, lying as she tells him that he's her fave <laughs> Latin singer. Though, of course, she says, though, of course, not a lot of people speak Latin, but I'm sure you'll find an audience somewhere. In fairness, his face is very funny at this line, where he's just like, what the fuck am I in for here? Buckle up, Ricardo. It's only just begun. Indeed. So meanwhile, Renata has found another note at the desk, giving her another location. Basically, this is a scavenger hunt. And yes. she's like, Ricardo, always with the games. 
Yeah, apparently her next clue is in the steam room. So she's just being sent on a on a little chase around the hotel looking for one one note after another. By the way, she is supposedly meant to be Brazilian. Her monologuing is all in English. Oh yeah. <laughs> and her and Ricardo <laughs> talk to each other solely in English. In English, yes. <laughs> so meanwhile, Ricardo back in the VIP area is wondering whether Renata, where Renata has got to. And uh, Jessica uh, asks him in a slightly deranged way if he's ever been told he has a beautiful neck. <laughs> and then uh, a realisation strikes her. Yeah, we get a little Jessica voiceover. <laughs> That's just like, uh oh, I shouldn't have taken Lila's meds because you can see she's just getting slowly more deranged as the evening goes on. <laughs> so, meanwhile, an angry Renata has reached the gym, and in a very nice bit of continuity, at the start of this evening, her hair was very clearly like. Like individually mm. curled, styled, with a yes, curling yeah. wand, like mm-hmm. each curl very. Uh, clearly defined in a styled way. And at this stage, the curls are starting to look a little bit uh, more natural, shall we say. (laughs) Yeah, that kind of crisp style is unravelling somewhat. (laughs) Yes. And uh, back in the VIP area, Ricardo is worried about Renata and he says, I hope no harm has come to her. And Jessica just goes, I don't. And then giggles insanely. Yeah. We then cut back again to Renata, who's now kind of running around near where Ricardo's big poster is for his gig. She's being run ragged, like, and she's just like, she stops for a second and she's like, oh, look at me. I'm filled with sweat. Uh, And there's like two janitors nearby. So she grabs one of their cloths, like out of his pocket and like pats her face with it and puts it back. But then it turns out there's just black smudges all over her face. (laughs) She's just looking more and more kind of messy and unraveled as as the evening goes on now that she's just getting messier and messier. Um, She does look unhinged at yes, this stage. <laughs> um, her hair actually looks great. It does. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yes, after she's stomped in a bucket of filthy water, mm-hmm. uh, we, we cut back to Jessica slumped next to Ricardo. <laughs> she's like passing out practically and he's like, oh, I cannot believe Renata hasn't shown up. This is the final night I'll spend with my sister. And Jessica literally says, uh-oh. <laughs> Yeah, she's like, Renata's your sister. So the, the realisation dawns on her. Uh, and then Renata appears looking completely dishevelled. She's like, Ricardo, all these notes and still no gift. Why have you led me on this wild moose chase? <laughs> and I did enjoy the moose chase of it all. <laughs> Ricardo's like, uh, that was not me. And uh, she says, then who? And Jessica, again, beautifully delivered, just starts giggling ridiculously. And is like, me? <laughs> She's so funny. I just playing this kind of unhinged, like <laughs> high as a kite girl yes. on pain meds. <laughs> so Ricardo gives uh, Renata a uh, a jewelry box uh, and a, with some with like some very heavy and middle aged looking um, necklace. <laughs> Not the sort of thing I would have thought like a schoolgirl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> would uh, appreciate and he says Brazil won't be the same without you when you go to the Valley of the Sweet um, and Jessica's like the fuck do you mean Sweet Valley? <gasps> yeah so Renata explains that yes she's going to be an exchange student at Sweet Valley uh, mm. more like Jess- an exchange teacher well yes <laughs> Jessica cries that this is the worst news she's ever heard and then kind of falls over just sort of crying and laughing at the same (laughs) time and just kind of slumps down on the chair or the kind of bench or whatever that she's on with Ricardo and he's just looking at her completely like this woman is deranged Um, and he just looks up at Renata and he's like Americans they are silly people and he's just had it with all this that did make me laugh me too (laughs) 
Dodd, <laughs> who has somehow, mm, yes, from he's taken somewhere, a, he's taken a page out of Winston Egbert's book. <laughs> he sure has. He has acquired a wig mm-hmm. and a maid's uniform. <laughs> And uh, he's out in the corridor in front of Liz's room. And he's like, oh, this is the moment of truth. Be cool, be cool. But then he sees Miss Kravitz in another insane 80s ensemble. <laughs> what is uh, she up to? I want to know what's going on with her holiday. <laughs> like, it's a really fancy sort of lacy extravaganza. So strange. <laughs> um, and uh, he's like, oh, fuck. So he just leaps through the door of Liz's room. And Liz is rightly, what the hell? What are you doing? Like he's uh, just turned up in full made drag, basically, in her room. <laughs> and he starts kissing her. And she's like, wait, what's happening? <laughs> he does say, I had to get past the chaperone. Hmm. And uh, when she says, wait, he's like, oh, yeah, sorry. And he takes off the wig. <laughs> Well, it's bothered by the wig, uh, but she has been thinking about the two of them and she's just not sure. Yeah, she's not ready. She said, look, it's a really big step. This could change everything between us. And Todd is like, well, look, I don't want you to do anything you don't want to do. Um, and Liz is like, well, this isn't just about me. It's us. Like, are you sure that we're ready? And he says he doesn't know. Uh, but then Liz is like, well, look, wouldn't it be better if neither of us had any doubts at all? So he admits that yes. she's right. And, uh, and they smooch. Yeah. So uh, while they're smooching, Cheryl comes in and is like, oh God, I have to crash on Enid's bed. It's the only place Enid won't come looking for me. And uh, then Jessica, again with a great drunk or drugged <laughs> acting, comes in and hilariously says, I'm sleeping and I can't get into my room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she's going to sleep there and she's going to pass us out on the bed beside Cheryl. <laughs> so before she does that, she looks at Todd and is like, is that a dress, Todd? She looks yeah. into it before she crashes. She <laughs> she, yeah, She's giving him that raised eyebrow smile that she does. <laughs> yeah, she likes it. And then Winston rushes in. <laughs> He's been through it. He runs in and says, hide me. I'm being chased by a bunch of old women. And my notes here just said, yeah, us. <laughs> I mean, not wrong. Uh, <laughs> bear in mind that uh, I am the same age I know. Like a younger than my world in real life so this is it's all above board everything's fine yes. <laughs> also at this stage to come on they're all about like 23 yeah, exactly <laughs> so um, yes Winston uh, Winston takes refuge and then Enid wearing another great dress rushes in it's like there you are Cheryl we've got to get online for the midnight buffet and poor Cheryl is like at the end of her row she's like um, I give up I'm never getting to sleep <laughs> I actually do feel for her then yeah um, actually I felt for her the whole way because I get very cranky when I'm tired and deprived <laughs> so I would be the same as Cheryl and uh, Todd Brown anyone else going to join us and of course there's one more for the road why it's Miss Kravitz in her prom gown uh, no, turns up, why not? Blow, blowing the whistle just like how many times do I have to tell you no men uh, and she then claims that these people they're giving her a migraine so Jessica takes a little bottle of pills out of her bag and she's like oh you could have one of these but uh, then thinks actually no wait they're a bad idea Oh, I was actually quite disappointed with that. I thought we were going to get it was going to. It seems like an obvious thing to end with Miss Kravitz like going loopy, over face (laughs) on face. I feel we were deprived. I think so too. 
Um, and then <laughs> Edith is all like, hang on, where's Manny? Nobody knows. But she opens the door and she finds out. Well, there he is. It's Manny in the hallway, wearing a tux, yeah. uh, with some kind of sound system beside yeah. him, singing into a microphone in full crooner mode, going like, Enid, yeah, the apple of my eye, you're my piece of pie. <laughs> and like, he's just singing this song at her, because I guess his uh, his jealousy about Ricardo has uh, taken him to this point where, <laughs> where he's proving he's just as good as him. <laughs> By now, say, we find Manny uh, in the tux, etc., crooning adorably. Which yeah. he is. It he's, is very cute. <laughs> it's so cute because he's putting on a full show. It yeah. is very much the chemistry between them of your bell, bell bottoms or mine. He's like oh, tossing so the nice. mic from hand to hand. He's twirling it around. And he ends up by going, Edith, I'm so glad that you're mine. And he like points at, gives her <laughs> yeah. finger guns and like winks and everyone rightly applauds. I love that Manny's like the music guy as well in any of these scenes. Like remember he was the crooner at the Shady Lady for the like <gasps> the Bond episode and he was the guy... <laughs> With a little Casio keyboard in the Western episode in the saloon. It's just like, if we're going to do a little bit of a, a tune or a like something like that, it's like we get Manny in there with a keyboard or a microphone or something. Absolute delight every time. <laughs> so we cut to Cheryl. She's sleeping on a lounger outside by the pool. Sorry, she didn't get a proper bed. Uh, as it pans down, we see she is wearing the very bad sort of clumpy 1997 era sliders, which many of us spoiled uh, otherwise sort of chic outfit with at the time. <laughs> wearing some lovely dress and then these fucking giant black <laughs> lip flop yokes. It was the style at the time. <laughs> it actually was. <laughs> we all had them. Um, Liz and Todd kiss nearby and she asks if he's disappointed, but uh, he's not. No, he says that they made the right decision. Um, and Liz says, well, look, it might be a while before she's ready. But Todd said, that's OK, because if anyone's worth waiting for, it's her. So they're all good and they cuddle and everything's chill with them now. If only... We didn't know that when they get to SVU, he literally dumps her in like the first week because she can't sleep with them. Jesus. <laughs> he does regret it, but too little too late, Toddles. Honestly. Oh, well. But at least TV, Todd, has, hmm. uh, is, uh, is, is a bit better. Um, and uh, that was uh, Romance Wasn't Built in a Day. Title, slightly random. It is really like had they actually gone to Italy, then like sure, that's perfect. But otherwise, yeah, Rome bunch, yeah, yeah, <laughs> mystifying. I mean, why Brazil? Why all the Spanish? <laughs> it's just who knows. But yes, it seems that Renata is going to be our, our new series regular gal. So we're going to have a Brazilian student in the mix. So unfortunately, we're going to have to deal with that accent for yes, this whole series. But maybe we'll get used to it. <laughs> Brace yourselves, listeners, and apologies to any Brazilians in the uh, in the clubhouse. Mm. Um, well, Pi Beta Alpha siblings, what did you think of this return to? Sweet Valley High. Did you enjoy the beginning of season four as much as we did? I mean, I was a bit nervous. I'm not going to lie. Hmm. Yeah, same. I mean, it's always like, how's this going to go? Like, it's a change up and new cast members, but it was good fun. And a montage is always a great way to get us back into the the swing of things. Oh, true. I was very happy with the with the return of the montage. Definitely mm. a highlight. Um. Well, let us know what you think. You can find us 
pretty much everywhere on social media at SVH Podcast. Mm-hmm. You can send us an email at svhpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, we're mostly active on Instagram, where you had plenty to say this week. Uh, we blew Sh- Shirley, Pippi and Shirley's mind um, with our uh, revelations of Irish culinary. Oh, delights isn't the right word. <laughs> um, she said, oh, you can buy battered sausages like fish and chips, but with sausage, adding that to my Irish trip itinerary. Now, I have to say battered sausages are one of those things that should be delicious in practice, but are pretty much always utterly disgusting. Like that batter's been sitting around for a long time. Yeah, a battered sausage wouldn't be my pick. But like, again, like my brother, my dad, like loads of people I know fucking love a battered sausage. Um, And and it would be up there for them. So it's just not to my taste and not to yours either, obviously. But a lot of people enjoy the battered sausage. It is a classic. I feel that if somewhere did a really good sort of high-end battered sausage, it would be incredibly delicious. But, you know, (laughs) but fish and chips are a safe bet. You can get good fish and chips anywhere. I think my favorite thing from a chipper though is is a potato pie, which you can only get from oh. in Cork. Yeah. Oh yeah, that is a that's a regional delicacy. It's, it's region region specific, which is a pity. But um, if I can get my hands on a potato pie, I'm delighted. So it is basically a ball of mashed potato in batter, and it is fucking incredible. <laughs> Most Irish thing. I know. <laughs> mashed potato, eh? What if you batter it? <laughs> <laughs> Now the my, I mean my own my own favorite potato paste go- snack back in the day my housemate and I used to get her uh, her boyfriend to go across to Abercrombie on Dumcondra Road and get us a <laughs> chip butty with cheese oh, which is nice. basically a baguette uh-huh. filled with chips, chips and mayonnaise <laughs> and cheese all over it it's just like a car like the carb disgusting mm. <laughs> cheese splattered carb fest to end all cheese splattered carb fests <laughs> best hangover cure. Honestly. I mean, I think it'd probably kill me now. Give me a heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> but at the time. <laughs> so, you know, if you're planning a trip to Ireland based on our wisdom, I don't know, try <laughs> a potato pie, battered sausage, mm-hmm. abracabra, chip putty. They're Maybe the, get some fruit and veg in there at some point. <laughs> chip scout is veg. Look, there you go. That is true, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Vivi had Shirley commenting on the, the B-boys in last week's episode. She said... All the way, all the way, walked so Fauchiz, Fauchiz could run. And if you have not heard the clip of Michelle Williams reading Britney's autobiography, including the uh, the moment where <laughs> Justin Timberlake sees genuine and goes, genuine, Fauchiz, Fauchiz. Oh God, oh no. <laughs> oh, have you not heard it? No. Oh my God, look it up, look it up. It's so funny. It's just Christ. amazing. <laughs> So I think maybe Anne Shirley is right that all the mm. way, all the way it was yeah. the, the predecessor. God, the most mo- much less cringy predecessor. <laughs> yes, much less. I mean, it was still quite bad. <laughs> so uh, we got an absolutely incredibly useful uh, information from Maria Teresa Biblioteca. She did say a few things. One, this is not how spring break works. Good. <laughs> to know. Two, this is not how yearbooks work. Uh, three, unless and of course it is a mini yearbook which is especially for a jungle prom in, that, in which case you whip that up in a week and it's gone and printed and ready to go. But four, we learned the origins of Prince Albert in a can. Yeah, a good few people actually. Yeah, a good few people came in uh, with this information for us. Uh, So yeah, Prince Albert, it turns out, was an old-timey brand of tobacco that was sold (gasps) in a can, which then somehow turned into the old-timey prank call joke. Uh, Maria Teresa says, uh, I don't know why, I'm more of a, is your refrigerator running kind of girl? (laughs) 
which is great. But yeah, so the whole Prince Albert thing, it's it's even more old timey than we would have thought. Um, yeah. Because it's like properly like from the 30s or something. Yeah. <laughs> when like Prince Albert in a cab was yeah. a thing. <laughs> yeah. So even in the 90s, it was quite an old reference. <laughs> but at least it actually makes sense now. Mm, true. It's, yeah. it's not so completely random as it has always seemed to be before. Uh, Sister okay. Betty Confetti, and I hope she's starting a trend here, said, are we not doing Tack Yourself in PBA too? Because I'm absolutely the editor of Cat Lady magazine, the sister publication of the highly circulated Doilies and Creepy Dolls Quarterly. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> uh, we also got a lot of info about, uh, which is useful to know, especially going forward, about spring break and yearbooks. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. A few people uh, had great info for, for us on this. Oh, plucky insolence. Yes. Um, told us that yeah. So spring break usually happens around Easter, March or April. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, and pointed out we didn't get yearbooks before midterms. We also makes sense during the last few weeks of class. Yes, which was kind of what we thought, but it was just like you know we've been wrong about a lot of stuff. Oh, um, true. But there we go. So yeah, the timing is late enough to include some final sports team wins, prom photos and ad space. And the ad space was filled with local business um, ads, but the space was also sold to proud parents who would post congratulations to their graduating child. I did not know this at all about yearbooks. (laughs) No, save me here. Amazing. So like some parents would purchase an entire page in which they would include a sentimental remark, four or five photos and a substantial dose of embarrassment. There were many congratulatory ads that used humiliating nicknames, messy childhood photos and included mortifying remarks like you'll always be our pudgy Petey. Hideous and hilarious. (laughs) But luckily some people's parents did a much more tactful job on it. I think News from Nihon said that uh, her parents did this, but it was sweet and not overly embarrassing. Just a photo or two and a we're proud of you message, which is lovely. It's so cute. We just did not have anything like that. No. I don't know if any Irish schools do yearbooks. Yearbooks. Maybe it's something they do now. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I know some schools used to do it in days of yore because when I was researching my historical novels, I went to my old school and got their Mm. archives. But we're talking like this was back in, you know, Edwardian and sort of like around the time of World War One. So, but it was, it was actually kind of like this, there were like photos of the, you know, all the classes, there were articles by kids in the school, there was like reports on what happened that year. So it's, mm. I guess it's not a totally American phenomenon if like a convent school in Dublin was doing it yeah. in like 1914. <laughs> so uh, it's how I did find out that they had uh, one of uh, the, the girls at the school, the debate club, uh, argued in favour of women having the vote, which is oh, quite wow. cool. That's deadly. So, uh, so yeah, if you are an Irish listener and your school had a yearbook, let us know, because clearly we don't even know things about our own country half the time. <laughs> These things do happen. Um, yeah. Oh, we also had a comment from the Second Prize Crafts who says, uh, as a child in the 80s reading American teen girl books, she literally thought makeup tests were about cosmetics, oh. which is the mistake Jessica made in the last episode, because the girls, and it was always girls, who failed the real tests were being branded too dumb for academia and forced to become beauticians in some sort of Revlon-based dystopia. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, again... That would make sense in my mind because mm. the whole makeup test was kind of, that wasn't even a thing here. No. Like, if you failed the test, you'd failed you it. You failed the test. <laughs> <I guess. laughs> that was Proof of this generosity. 
Mm. I did enjoy um, Pippi Ann Shirley had a little insight into Mrs. Skittles because she reckons that yes. um, I know Skittles took a penknife to Chrome Dome's tyres after she brilliantly manoeuvred out of dealing with Jessica over the break, only to have him come in and saddle her with both Jessica and Lila. <laughs> <laughs> and you would be raging if that was the case where you're like, right, I'm out of here, I'm free and clear. And then it's like, no, your spring break is also ruined, Skittles. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you won't have time to catch up on your back issues of Cat Lady. Cat lady. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much, uh, Pi Beta Alpha siblings, for getting in touch, for sharing your knowledge and mm. wisdom. Um, and, uh, and please know how much we really, really, really appreciate your support of um, of us and the podcast in general and uh, we're looking forward to watching season four with you and as we said last time if you have any suggestions of what we could do when we sadly finish this mm. uh, amazing show in another 21 episodes uh, do suggest you know where to find us um, we we really we would like to give the public what they want within reason so Lovely. let us know <laughs> It's true. Yes, we are open to suggestions. Um, yeah, so do let us know. You can email us. You can get in touch with us on Instagram. We're we're there and we're listening. We are. And we will see you in the main feed next week when finally we will be finding the results of the Pop-Up Awards. Oh my God, imagine. It's only a year in the making or it feels like it anyway. <laughs> we will it was get lit- the cheerleading series. <laughs> it was literally the beginning of November. Oh my God. So it's like, it is a long time. Now it's practically yeah. March. So we're trying to remember before we started recording here what the fuck even happened in uh, the last, like, it is the Pom Pom Wars. Is that actually the book, isn't it? It's not just. Oh series. God, I don't even know. No, it is. Okay. It is. It is. It is. Okay. I think. Oh God. I can't even remember what happened in the first half. So yeah, we're going to have to do a little bit of homework and we will be back with you and cheerleading and stuff. It's going to be great. We will be recapping <laughs> as well. So don't worry. I mean, obviously we'll be recapping the second half, but we'll give you a very quick recap to refresh. Yes. 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 Of what happened last year. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. So yes, we'll be pom-pomming it up in, uh, in, in two weeks time. But... Of course, we will be back with you. The wind beneath our wings in the clubhouse. Um, in uh, sorry, we'll be back in the main feed in one week's time. I'm getting so confused now. Time is no meaning. Honestly, it's, it doesn't mean nothing in Sweet Valley. Does it mean nothing here? Yeah, mostly does. Apparently not. <laughs> so yes, main feed next week, uh-huh. and back in the clubhouse in two weeks mm-hmm. when we find out what happens when a new hunk arrives Ooh. in Sweet Valley, and. Uh, and we learn that loose lips sink ships. I mean, yachts. Ooh, I can't wait to find out more about these mysterious personalities as well. Yeah, can't wait. <laughs> See you then, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.